When the warm winds blow in from the sea, residents of Fodlin know that the rainy season is upon them. And our intrepid podcast hosts know that shit is starting to get real. But before the heavy rains take their toll, AJ and Kim must ponder one important question. Who is the barber at Garrig Mach? And why do they have a vendetta against the students of the Officers' Academy? Hello and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And we are talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses on this video game catch-up show. Uh, I'm so bad at intros <laughs> and I don't know why. Uh, it's We haven't gotten in a groove yet. It's Yeah, I guess that's there. true. Uh, I don't know. All the shows that I've, I've hosted over the years have all had pretty <laughs> atrocious intros. Uh, but hey, I appreciate the optimism. Welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> Happy to have you here. Happy to be recording episode two, where we are mostly going to be talking about stuff we wanted to talk about in episode one, but didn't get to because it took us so long to, let's be honest, rank everybody. We and to <laughs> introduce all of our beautiful children. I, yeah. How could we how could we not linger on each one? Right. Uh, I think we should just get right out on top and say we are going to be spoiling everything that we talk everything. about today, which will be chapters two, three, and possibly four, probably four, uh, of Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, the Black Eagles run, and the Blue Lions run. So if you have not played those and you want to keep, uh, if you want you want to keep the stories unspoiled, I guess, don't, don't listen. This is not <laughs> the podcast for you. This is not the <laughs> podcast for you. So come back uh, next season when we're playing a different video game, I guess. So yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about chapters two, three, and four. I don't have really anything else outside of that. Kim, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I got a tattoo today. Very exciting. Oh, shoot. Awesome. Delightful. What's the tattoo? It's, um, it's like a, it's, it's a little like hummingbird on a rose in a very painterly style. The artist is Amber Wu. She's in LA right now, but she was visiting from Chicago. Uh, highly recommend. Her art is incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Very on topic. I mean, Lorenz loves a, a rose, you know, we know that's that. true. Yeah. How are you today? I'm good. I uh, played chapter four today. So <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty much what I've been up to today. Um, ready to mostly, go. Yeah, I think we should just get right into it. Uh, okay. We left off the last episode just with kind of the stuff that happened at the end of chapter one. After the mock battle, we were tasked to go take care of some bandits uh, at the Red Canyon, I believe. Yes. I I was curious about whether the assignment would actually be the same in the Black Eagles and Blue Lions run, because uh, when I was exploring the monastery at some point in this chapter, Hubert said, oh, I heard you're you're hunting bandits. That mission's very different from the one we were given. And I was like, oh, what was that mission? Oh, there's Ringo. (laughs) Yeah, I was curious because I had a similar experience with the with the other the other houses uh, talking to them. But I think they are <laughs> I think they are Byleth specific. So you're going on those sense. missions because because Byleth, not because of whatever house you're with. OK, I'm I'm interested to see if that holds up in chapter three, but we'll get there. OK, uh, what what was your let me just ask you this. How did your students feel about this? This mission? I think the ones who commented on it were not thrilled. Um, okay. Sylvain was like, that's a pretty intense 
first mission for us. And he made this what he played off as a joke, which I suspect was not actually okay. a joke where he said, oh, my brother was killed by bandits. Um, Ouch. So like this is a yeah. So I don't I don't we'll see if that ever comes back. I know of not to get it too ahead of ourselves, but I know of another brother of Sylvain's who was not killed by bandits um, and is very much alive uh, and is going to play a role um, later in the game. But this is fun. Mm-hmm. OK, I love this. Yeah. So uh, at least one brother not killed by bandits, but potentially a different one. Or it really was just a very bad joke. <laughs> unclear wow i don't know this child well enough to know yet wow okay i'm excited to see how you feel about him when we get to when we get to our revised rankings at the end Mm -hmm. of the episode which will not take an hour and a half yeah uh how did your how did your students feel about it all around not interested Mm. every single one of them was like hey this is fucked up (laughs) um but i think the black eagles is a notably less like church centered house from what i've been able to gather right like dimitri is very about saros right from Um, from what i've gleaned No, I I wouldn't say that. That's not the sense that I've gotten. Dimitri is just very like duty oriented. Yeah. Like he he just feels very strongly that like as, you know, a prince of the kingdom, he has like certain duties that he needs to fulfill. And like if he is told he's going to go fight some bandits, he's going to fight some bandits. But um, he definitely not in this chapter, but that does start to cause some tension in chapter three. Okay, um, yeah, uh, yeah. We, I also get some tension in chapter three because <laughs> of uh, because of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, exciting stuff. I, let me ask you this, because so the mission that you go on, unless you wanted to talk about something before you go on the mission, I didn't really um, have anything in the monastery that happened, I don't think. The one thing that I have that happened in the monastery um, that we haven't already talked about, but that is notable. Find out in this chapter, Felix fucking hates Dimitri. Fucking yeah, hates him. yeah. They grew up together <laughs> and he hates that man. Uh, it yeah. does not go both ways. Dimitri does not have a problem with Felix. And I will later find out what that is. But at this point in this chapter, all I knew was that Felix was calling Dimitri an animal. Um, right. He calls him the boar prince. Right. He only calls him the boar prince for me. Mm-hmm. He never, ever says his name to the point where I was like, who the fuck is the boar prince? Who is he talking like, about? Yeah. Who is this character I have not met? But it was just, just Dimitri. Yeah. But um, every time I talk, every time I talk to Felix, though, he seems very interested in hopping over to the Black Eagles. Does he really? Every He's like, I would love to train with you. Like, I'd love to go to battle with you someday, but you don't have enough sword or speed for me. So maybe I could, later. I could see that. I like I I could definitely see Felix fitting in with the Black Eagles. Yeah. Because he's yeah, very like broody black sheep kind of right. vibes in, in <laughs> right. this house. He does not like being in a house with Dimitri, certainly. Yeah, I think every house has like a like one or two like. I don't know, I guess like lone characters, you know what I mean? Like they seem like maybe they got sorted wrong or something. Or yeah. like they decided like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Cause I think like Linhart and Caspar, at least at their first glance, like are definitely like uh, a, a different energy than the rest mm. of the Black Eagles who are very mm-hmm. much like broody and, you know, like the weird kids or whatever. Like Caspar just wants to train and fight all the time. Yeah. And Linhart is very tired. Um, <laughs> but eventually, you know, eventually you learn things and you figure yeah. stuff out. And so it's, they, they yeah. fit in a bit, a bit more. I think the interesting um, thing about Felix too, is like he grew up with, I think I mentioned this last time, Dimitri right. and Ingrid and um, Sylvain. And so like, he has a lot of history with them, 
But basically with all of them, he is very antagonistic. The only person that he is not. Yeah. And well, we can talk about the supports that I saw, but. um, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think the person he is nicest to of the three of those is Ingrid. Um, But he he's he hates Sylvain's whole shtick. He is like not interested in the womanizing at all. Um, Yeah. And his his feelings on Dimitri are known. I didn't really have any monastery stuff except everybody no. was just like, hey, this isn't, I'm not cool about this. <laughs> not um, thrilled. And I think everybody is like equally as not thrilled about this. But Hubert is every single time I talk to Hubert, he is straight up just like this fucking stinks. Like this, there is <laughs> this something is going bad here. And I, love I don't him. like it. Like oh, he I want is him so badly. Straight shooter. I love Hubert. Uh, I said it earlier today. I love Hubert with my whole heart. I, just, and I will not take that back. Yeah, I, I'm still a big Hubert fan after all this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then we head to the Red Canyon. It is everybody's first time. <laughs> killing a person Mm -hmm. uh and every single time you do it uh for the first time at least they're like hey that sucked yeah like hey this Uh, stinks another person who is also not thrilled about this is sothis i Mm. i wrote down her her exact word she says so we are taking children into battle are we i am not certain i will be able to sleep soundly after beholding something like that whoa yeah did you not get that scene or i I might have i i honestly sometimes when sothis talks i'm just i just like i I don't blame you she's 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 still very mean to me even though we have a better working relationship like yeah It's yeah. really she's hard on me. So, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. She was also not a fan. That is pretty interesting. I think we said at the end of the last episode that we got a cut scene of a mysterious man in the mask talking to the bandit uh, right. King Costos or whatever. And that is who you wind up wind up fighting again as like the main I don't know, the captain, I guess, the leader of this this group of bandits. Once you kill him, the, the encounter ends. So he's he is the win state, I guess. Right. And uh, pretty much you show up and you get like some conversations between Costas and the other bandits who are like, hey, maybe we should go. And he's like, hey, if you're not willing to die, you're not a good <laughs> bandit. And then and then at the end, when you kill him, he's like, maybe we should have left. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dude, what the fuck? His regrets. Um, yeah, yeah, what is what? Well, I guess we'll. We'll find out someday, but it's like, dude, what what could possibly be so important? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing about the Red Canyon, I think we brought it up a little bit in the last episode. Uh, that is what St. Saros, right? Is mm-hmm. that, that her name? Yeah. Said to Nemesis before she just stabbed him in the chest a thousand times. Yeah. And um, it, so do you remember the Red Canyon? Yeah. The Red Canyon is we find out where the goddess is said to have like come to earth yeah. uh yeah. or to Fodlin at some point um uh, she and she is said to have like touched down in the red canyon interestingly both byleth and sothis are like huh feels like i've been here before that's weird <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, draw from that what conclusions you will i have some yeah. theories but i uh edelgard pointed out something interesting hmm. uh there was that the ruins were from a civilization older than the empire uh oh just based on the architecture and stuff it was it was pre-empire stuff is um, red canyon in like empire territory is that why that was notable or uh i actually don't know um Let me see on the map but i believe from from a line that i got in chapter four i think the empire and stuff is like 1200 years old um so it's older than that mm. uh, which i thought was interesting it's interesting and that's pretty much chapter two. <laughs> did you did you get some um, dialogue at the end of chapter two between Dimitri and Edelgard? I don't 
think so. So there's a moment after the like um, Rhea debrief about about yeah. your <laughs> bandit murdering. Um, yeah. There's this scene where like I'm chatting with Dimitri and Edelgard or maybe it's right before the battle. I don't recall. But they they have this like strange exchange um, where like I guess she's going off to battle somewhere. He warns her sure. to like be on her toes, basically. And she's like, oh, well, no need to state the obvious. Why are you so worried about me? Do you like doubt my abilities? Um, that oh would God. be disappointing. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, sorry. That's not what I meant. I just uh, <laughs> was like just trying to wish you luck, kind of, you know. Right. Um, so after after she leaves, Byleth is like, um, what was that? Are you like into her? Like what's going? on um and he's like oh no i'll tell you some other time what the yeah fuck? i still don't i still have not uncovered whatever the fuck that was about um, yeah but yeah very interesting moment um that's like clearly in there for a reason but it's like so right. cryptic um, yeah i don't think i got that actually uh which is interesting. interesting the only thing i got after the raya debrief i talked to hubert uh, because Rhea tells you that, like, basically she says, like, oh, there's a lord uh, to the west who's, like, trying to raise an army against mm-hmm. the church. And then immediately after that, uh, I talked to Hubert and he says something doesn't feel right. Uh, why would a minor lord raise an army against a foe he cannot possibly mm-hmm. hope to defeat? Um, yeah. And that was all I got after that debrief. There is. Uh, <laughs> I do have a screenshot here of an empty of an empty box from from Dimitri because I was too slow on the <laughs> on the uh, screen cap button. So maybe he said something interesting, but that's still between Byleth and, and Dimitri. I didn't have anything with it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the I, I guess this is a good point to transition into chapter three. That minor yeah. lord, do you know who that is? Lord Lenato. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to know who Lord Lenato is? Yeah. <gasps> Ash's dad. No way! His, his adopted father. So Ash's backstory. Oh, shit. Maybe I did know that, but I, I mm-hmm. was just like a passing conversation I had with Ash. A very intense time in the Blue oh Lion's my. house. I bet. Jeez. Yeah. So Ash's, Ash was like, he was a commoner. He, um, his birth family owned a restaurant, he said. And so he like helped out in the restaurant. Ash, by the way actually really cool i like i love him i he's definitely going up in my rankings like okay really into ash but um yeah so he he was you know with his commoner family i guess his parents passed away um and uh as will become relevant later lord lenato lost a son and adopted Uh. ash so we we find out like oh we're we're going to go deal with the fact that Lord Lenato is like raising an army and is like trying to rebel or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Ash is like, I don't understand why he's doing this. I'm so confused. I'm so worried. Like he he's having a really tough time. Um, yeah. Which is heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, that's that's who Lord Lenato is. So that it's a very rich uh very rich chapter here i'm very yeah i'm very curious about about your experience with this fight then because like Mm. i think i i I vaguely remember talking to ash and and he said something that was like oh yeah he adopted me like this is this is a bummer and i think it was just like hmm stinks and then i kept running (laughs) because i was like oh i gotta go pick up a fish or something you know yeah you're Uh, not my war child right i was doing my monastery business um I mean, as far as monastery stuff goes, like I said, I, for some reason, didn't take any notes on this chapter. Yeah. Uh, so nothing of note happened really in the monastery for me here. I have. Um, let's see. So this is the first time Sothis appears physically in yes. Violet's room. 
um, yeah, yeah. immediately starts yelling at me for wasting time. I'm like, I don't know. What what am I supposed yeah. to be doing? Did you tell me to do something? Did I have an assignment? Like, I, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm <laughs> I'm exploring the monastery. I'm going to talk to my children. Like, can you get off my ass? She's, I, <laughs> I you know, she like really... So this is criticism really hits me where it hurts as like a I can tell. type A perfectionist. Like, uh, <laughs> I see, I see, I see. I'm like, please stop criticizing me because I will cry. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand why she gets so mad at me um, or, or what it, I was like. Did I forget I was supposed to be doing something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> also, they do not explain how she is physically present there. I think it's just like they needed a way for you to be able to like talk to her without like selecting yourself or like looking into a mirror or something. So they were like, (laughs) we'll just put her, we'll just put her there. Yeah. yeah. um, Uh, At this point I did get my uh, C support scene with Caspar, um, which is extremely weird um, Mm -hmm. because it feels like it has implications, but it's nothing that's come up ever again. Uh, So basically Caspar is he like loves to fight and train and whatever. And he's like always trying to get his nose into whatever business. Uh, And pretty much you find him and he's like following somebody in the evening. And he's like, I've been following this dude and he's been like, like stalking these kids or whatever. And I'm afraid he's going to kidnap someone or whatever. And it's like, okay, well maybe like take a chill. Like we don't know who this person is. And then, and then he's like, no, I'm going to go. And he runs and he tackles this person and you know, they get arrested. And then he talks to a knight of Saros. And they're like, yeah, we don't know who this dude was because he killed himself before we could like actually capture him. All we know is he has this weird uh, scorpion tattoo. So like, thank you for catching him, Caspar. But this is a valuable lesson in not like confronting people too quickly because maybe he wouldn't have killed himself and we could have figured out what he was up to. Just so just let him do some light kidnapping and then find out like what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and so that's pretty much the whole support scene. And then he's like, wow. oh, man, I really should. Have, I have too much. I have too hot of a temper. And that's no. and then and then it fades to black and you get support went up to see. I, you know, Caspar, I do feel like you did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like I might know a little something about that. But um, I, I can't remember if I learned it in chapter four or five. Um, oh, OK. I think it's All right. I think it's chapter five. So we'll have to, All right, fair to enough. Put, a, put a pin in that. But I there is there is a moment where just to uh, give a little preview, the character who tells you about this gives, I think, the line read of the game. And it's so good that I I took a like screen like a video of it oh yeah switch. that's um, that's really funny because like that happened and then that's the end of the scene and then nobody ever talks about it ever again that's so uh, weird granted, i've only been i'm only like a, a you know one more chapter away from that but it was just so odd it sure just seems so like that is gonna come up again i yeah i have to imagine yeah um yeah i mean i i don't have well actually i do i do have a ton a, a little bit i mean first of all i just this was the part of the game where I suddenly realized, thank you, Ringo, um, that I could cause and wanted to cause romance. Okay. And uh, that that's when I decided to set up Ash and Ingrid because of their shared love of tales of chivalry, which, by nice. the way, was was on point. And we will get yeah? there. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this game. You're playing. We don't, we don't have to. I, I could just it's uh, their first support scene is them yeah. in the library realizing that they like the same kind of books. And they're like, wow, I would love to talk to you about books again sometime. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, oh my, God. Um, my my instincts were on point. I am a master matchmaker. 
and I'm very proud. Um, Let's see what else. Speaking of romance, there's a scene uh, or just like, you know, there's dialogue with Annette in the uh, monastery here where she says she's looking for someone at the monastery and thinks that he might be a knight, which I'm like, oh, a a secret past romance that you're trying to rekindle, perhaps. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I'm very, very interested to see that go somewhere yeah i'm i'm always so curious about those those dialogues like that i'm like they're they're really trying to get you to like play the other house so that you get that you get that full little story right this was also the part i think where i first learned about the tragedy of dusker do you i don't know about the tragedy of dusker because i don't learn that until the beginning of the the fight um, Edelgard and Catherine basically tell me the story. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you have, if, if I imagine you have it on a better authority than I do. Sure. Yeah. So the battle or the tragedy of Dusker was basically, um, Dusker was like a, like small part of the kingdom, uh, of principality or something. Yeah. Something like that sure. of the kingdom of Fargus and the tragedy of Dusker, which occurred, I think it's something like four years before the events of the game was um, oh, wow yeah it was like a like a revolt where they killed the king right who happens to be Dimitri's dad um right. oh, and that okay mm-hmm. and uh Dudu is who is Dimitri's vassal is from Dusker um right. so that that is why Dudu has like a lot of a lot of his support scenes are him being like don't be friends with me I'm right. from Dusker everyone <laughs> will shun you um yeah and a lot of people are like, the fuck are you talking? I don't care. Like, what yeah. are you ta- like uh, you're you're a like nice the dude. Like, uh, yeah, the self-imposed like exile yeah. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's like a lot of guilt there. Um, mm. uh, some characters are not fans of him. Um, sure. Ingrid. <laughs> one of Ingrid's dislikes is people from Dusker. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Um, so there's this like weird. They're like training kind of there i don't know some kind of like mock training mock battle thing it's like their first support scene where where ingrid is like to do i could have done that myself oh my god uh, yeah and it's like snippy with him and then finally like she does relent and she's like i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that like that that wasn't cool and he's like it's okay i'm from dusker so i'm basically human garbage anyway oh my um, god and she's like, well, you know what? Like, we are a team, like, on the battlefield. He's like, okay, like, on the battlefield, I will help you. Otherwise, I'll just, like, stay out of your fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that's, wow. like, the agreement that they come to. Wow. It's a very, it's a really bizarre scene. The, um, the Blue Lions seem like a, a house fraught with tragedy. It's, oh, yeah. Everyone's, everyone's got something. It, that's, 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 like, the thing that I'm slowly learning. It's, like, everyone has trauma. They're secretly the edgy house. I think so. And obviously Felix hates to do um, a because sure. he's he, you know, he's like, oh, you're you're the Boar King's lapdog. Um, right. <laughs> and also, I think Felix lost a brother at the tragedy of Dusker. And so mm. he is he is also, I guess, predisposed not to not not enough that it like shows up in his dossier like Ingrid. But um, sure. it, yeah, he he does not seem to. To be a fan of the people of Dusker either. But otherwise, that, everyone seems chill with him. It, that really clears up in the next chapter. You're trying to stop an assassination attempt, quote unquote. Mm. And you talk to Dimitri and he's like, I'm familiar with assassination attempts. What? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> and that's your whole dialogue <laughs> yeah. with Dimitri. I'm like, dude, what? That's so funny. It's, it's so yeah. oblique. That That is like so many of these 
so many of these kids drop crumbs like that. Where <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, uh, my father, mm, it, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then you're like, <laughs> okay. The, the trademark something that someone says when it's fine. Yeah. Very challenging for my nosy ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. So I get like the cliff notes version of that tragedy of, of Dusker, uh, in the beginning of the battle. It is, uh, it is definitely like a, a cloud over the blue lion's house. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Every, uh, everyone is like impacted by it in some way. Practically. Right. And Catherine says Lord, Lord Lenato's son was one of the uh, men who was killed. Right. Yes. During thank that you. As well. Oh, wait, no, sorry. He was, oh, he was an accomplice of Dusker. Right. And then he was, was put to death by the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, by which... Catherine. Oh, Catherine's yeah. One, okay. Yeah. Catherine. I missed that. I, I I didn't make that connection. She just mm-hmm. says, yeah, he's put to death by the church. I didn't make that connection. Uh, that tracks, though, because when when Lenato sees Catherine, he's like, I'm going to kill you because you killed my son. Yeah. There was a lot um, happening there for me. <laughs> so much. At the there. End of that. Yeah. I, I also this is. I think the first time, maybe not the first time, but this is, um, I had uh, a bunch of lost items in this chapter. I had to look mm. up some, some owners. I, I, I oh, think yeah. that when it's someone in your house, I feel like it's very obvious who lost items belong to. Yeah. But if it's a kid that I don't know that well, or can't like look on their thing, like, does this person like horses? Yeah. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, kind of the, the lost items function, I guess is like really kind of, bad it's because it's if if you don't know them i mean obviously i guess it's easier to build relationship that's kind of the whole point because it's easier to build relationships with the people in your house and if you want to learn these things about the other people you blah 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 whatever but like when you show someone an object that's not theirs they're just like no that's not mine yeah and nothing else there's like no like oh maybe you should check out blah blah like there's mm-hmm. no way to lead you there unless you like are really taking notes on these kids yeah yeah and i, I mean even if you're not like i don't i remember one thing I found was like a curry comb for a horse. Um, mm. And I was like, okay, I know Ingrid likes horses. I know I've seen um, Marianne in like the horse zone. <laughs> and I, God, I don't even remember who it was. Maybe it was Ferdinand, which I think in retrospect, I was like, Ferdinand oh, yeah, I also guess loves I've horses. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him by the stables, but yeah, it's like, if you're, if you're not like really paying attention or in some cases, just, you know, guessing like sometimes it's yeah. like, Oh, this person loves fashion. I'm like, like this is basically every yeah. girl in the school. Um, mm, and Lorenz. And Lorenz. <laughs> that is yeah. true. That's a, I, I found something. It was like, it's a red piece of paper folded into a rose shape. Someone who likes fashion must must have there. Yeah. Someone has like a great, who dresses well. And I was like, he's wearing the same thing as everyone else, except for that red fucking that rose. rose. Like, I, okay. I, I've got that one after we had our first conversation where you were like, oh, you didn't notice the rose on, on his <laughs> yeah, lapel. Yeah, yeah. And thank God we had that conversation because otherwise, no, I hadn't noticed the rose before you yeah. said that. And I would not have known that that was his rose. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to say immediately after we recorded last the last episode, you messaged you messaged me a picture of the back of Lorenz's head. Yes, and just it's, said, an it's an undercut. It's an undercut. Why is it an undercut? I have so many questions. It's fine. I did notice today Lindhart hair he has the berries and cream hair but if you look he has a little ponytail shut the fuck goes up into a little he ponytail. has a little yeah. ponytail behind the berries and cream box? yeah so it's so it's the berries and cream is, is cut <laughs> around like his ear line or whatever and then the hair at the back of his head i guess just goes into a little ponytail <laughs> the barber at this school needs to be fired <laughs> 
I don't know who I don't know who who this is. <laughs> but they are yeah. not doing their job. I guess right. I listen, if I was a barber for a bunch of like spoiled war children <laughs> and I had all these little fancy lads, I might give them a bad haircut too. It is only <laughs> the like obnoxious ones who have bad That's hair. That's true. I will say. What's well, the ones who aren't going to say anything about it? Like Linhart's too tired yeah. to care. Lorenz is too like thinks he's really all that that he like yeah. he's not going to be like I got a bad haircut he's going to be like yes this is exactly what I wanted I'm going to get wanted. it again yeah god <laughs> right. you're so right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean this battle you know you start out there's fog so like moving is really annoying in the beginning and then you find oh, yeah. the mage that was casting the spell or something and then the fog lifts and lord lanata's like here i am come kill me and just stands there <laughs> like like that's kind of what annoys me about the leaders of these packs like mm-hmm. i get why the game does it is because they want you to like fight through to get right. to the leader but the the person the the win state character like the one that you're supposed to kill to to win the you know encounter does not move and it's so <laughs> frustrating it's so annoying yeah uh, just for like oh man for for a, a couple of reasons but it's really just like i don't want to take the extra turn just to move closer to you because i've already taken everybody else out and right. you're not going to come to me like uh, it's also i i feel like it also at least for me, I know we discussed like I had some issues leveling up my children equally, yeah. which have um, thankfully improved because I did a bunch of auxiliary battles and now everyone's OP. Nice. But um, nice. like I, I have found that the sort of like faster, already more powerful characters tend to be the ones who just naturally I can get there first. Yeah. And so like, I I don't know, I feel like the same characters often get like the kill shot on on the yeah, big boss. That's the and we kind of talked about it the last episode, but that's kind of the way that I do the battles is like I'm very conscious about who is getting the final blow in a right. lot of the time. Yeah, I, I started that was a good tip that I, I adopted <laughs> and that absolutely helped. Yeah. But even with the with the, with the final people, it's always like Edelgard, Ferdinand and Byleth are always up mm-hmm. right up against this person. So I'm like, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to try and get like fucking Linhart up there right. to get the final hit on this boss because that's just going to take five extra turns because Linhart's yeah. all the way in the back because he has low speed and he's the healer. So I'm keeping him out of it anyway. Right. Uh, I, so, I, I also yeah. feel like a lot of the time now because my my characters are OP. It's like not even that I can have one of those characters like just take their health down a little bit. It's like they're yeah, they're always yeah, yeah. just like one shotting these fools. Yeah, uh, a fun fun tip for that. Always have them carrying like the iron version of their weapon as well. If you want to, if you want them to do a little bit less damage, but enough damage that the the lower level person can still kill them. I was doing that for a while and then I, I got cocky and I stopped. The fun thing though, I've actually, I've started picking up like iron plus weapons, which I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because they are like the plus, um, but they usually hit twice and I don't know. If that's because they are they are they are like the plus, but they, they do less damage, but they hit twice, which is always fun. I don't know if I've um, noticed those. I should look out for those. Yeah, it's the um, like the 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 purple swirlies on the the battlefield. Oh, uh, okay. if you end your turn there, you'll pick up something. Sometimes it's just like money, but a lot of the time it's like something useless. But then sometimes sometimes it's mm. like iron sword plus. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so you make it to Lenato, Catherine, I mean, whoever deals the final blow, you then get this like wild cut scene of Catherine like cutting him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, that vile woman, Christoph, forgive me. And then my boy Hubert immediately is like, why would Lord Lenato have done this? Like immediately at the end of that battle, he's like, yeah. That's, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
Um, that's Ash and mine. Um, yeah. Who, who is well, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, heartbroken. Just sure. so, so sad. And I have to say, this is also where you start to see the cracks in Dimitri's veneer, where he's like, this is the first time I've ever killed civilians. Um, mm. This is not, you know, like, I, these are people that I'm sworn to protect. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't feel okay about the fact that, you know, regardless of, of what was happening here, this is not cool and I don't feel okay about it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Edelgard gives me the, um, it would be disrespectful to consider them simply victims when they died for what they believed in. Wow. Which I thought was an interesting take, but not necessarily wrong or bad. I just, so, it wasn't the take I was expecting. Was this in response, this was in response to Hubert's comments or like what? I don't, I don't, I, I, there might've been chat between it, but I, uh, I didn't take a picture of that spot mm. and then she she went on to say really i'm just like lenato i too will be the sort of ruler who's willing to risk the lives of my citizens in in service of a higher cause damn and that and that is the first <laughs> the first time she talks about uh some sort of revolution wow it happens several more times in the next chapter <laughs> oh my gosh okay yeah so uh really raring up Plan for some plan the flag yeah, for real. And then Catherine hands you a note that she found in Lord Lenato. There's plans to assassinate right. Lady Rhea uh, right. on the day of... The goddess's right of rebirth. Yeah. yeah. Which is basically just like a, an important holy day. It's supposed to be the day each year where the goddess is said to walk among the people. Um, mm -hmm. And it is also, it's like a big festival. I think it's like a week long, technically. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then on the last day, the monastery is open to the public. Public and assassins and assassins. Um. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Before we move on in the yeah. like wrap up of chapter three, Rhea yeah. says we must punish any sinner who may inflict harm upon believers, even if those sinners are civilians. Yeah, it's rough. It's ma'am. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, okay. <sighs> And that's that's preceded by the line. I heard some of the students were hesitant yes. about fighting the militia. And it's like, right. Yeah, yeah no shit, oh, Rhea. It's it's rough. That and was I, Ash's dad. Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Need I remind oh, you, his God. son was in my class. You try explaining <sighs> that, Rhea. Yeah, will you come do the bereavement lesson next week? Like, we're going to have a whole lesson yeah, right? about like, losing a family to, member. Yeah, I have to send him to the school therapist. Thanks a lot. Jeez. Oh, Not great. And so then they basically ask you to watch out for the assassins at, at the, the right, right of rebirth. Dimitri is like, there's no way anyone would be stupid enough to yeah. try to assassinate Rhea. This is about something else. And it's it's yeah. meant to be a distraction to draw resources away from protecting other parts of the monastery so that they're they're sent to assassinate Rhea or, or to protect Rhea from this so-called assassin. Yeah. So you spend this month trying to figure out what in the monastery these assass yeah. these quote unquote assassins are actually after, which is kind of goofy because you run around and talk to people. <laughs> yeah, you run around, you talk to someone. They're like, mm, we got some like the garden's pretty cool. Like maybe they'll want to steal a flower, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like you got the investigation treasures like, in this room. Yeah. Like what the fuck, gang? And then you talk to the person outside the monastery and you're like, yeah, you know, there's like this old mausoleum and like uh, there's a bunch of shit down there, but it's just a coffin, probably. <laughs> it's like, OK, well. 
yeah, eh, questionable. And surprise, that's where they go. But we can do, yeah, <laughs> we can do the monastery <laughs> stuff first. Sure. So just uh, some of these supports. Yeah, I don't have to talk about all of them, but um, I had a Byleth to do support scene where the main takeaway is that to do is very hard to talk to. <laughs> There's like a lot of parts of the conversation that are just ellipses where like sure. we're staring at each other um, and have nothing to say. <laughs> Byleth and Mercedes. Um, oh, that's why these these came in. Um, when when you have a support scene between Byleth and another character, it often mm-hmm. comes up as like a, a little like notification where it's like, oh, yeah. Mercedes would like to speak with you. So it just sort yeah. of like happens to you. Whereas the other supports, like you can open up the menu and go watch those. Yeah, they're um, technically optional, I guess. It is my favorite part of the game, watching all of these oh, characters the interact with each other. Yeah, so it's yeah, wild yeah. to me that you could just like avoid it entirely. It well, is, I could see you not even finding that menu option. Oh, like, yeah. I, just like if you don't know to cruise through the menu. I mean, they put an exclamation point next to it, but like, you know, not everybody's pulling up that menu all the time. If it weren't for that exclamation point, I never would have known. Never. Yeah. Um, I, that one with to do, I had one with uh, Mercedes where basically she's like, don't overdo it. Okay. Like <laughs> don't push yourself too hard. <laughs> like she's a, a mental health queen. I also, last time I uh, declared uh, Mercedes a, um, an ADHD queen, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I found out in a later support between her and Dimitri, where she's like, I am very forgetful. Uh, she told I think she told me in our support that she forgot to put on clothes one day and almost left her room <laughs> without <laughs> without like sure. her outfit on. And then she also has this support with Dimitri where they talk about how um, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been like sword training for a long time. It's my favorite hobby. <laughs> yeah. She's like a hobby. I think I get bored of one of those. Um, it's <laughs> 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 like, oh, OK, you Mercedes, there's there's a term for this and it's called ADHD. And if we just get yeah. you on a little bit of Adderall. It might fix that. Um, <laughs> focus. Perhaps. So yeah, I had those supports. I final, I engineered a Felix and Dimitri support because I had to learn more. Nice. Nice. Um, and so basically, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's Dusker. I think it's something else because he refers to events that occurred two years ago, which uh. I think is more recent than the tragedy of Dusker. And um, apparently Dimitri repressed a rebellion by just like fucking killing every like apparently the way that I I took down some like quotes Felix says the way you repressed that rebellion it was ruthless slaughter and you loved every second you watched your victims suffer I saw all the world's evil packed into your expression which yo yeah by the way like the way that this dialogue is written it's so well written like the the it's just like the description is very um, rich. Sure. And fucking. Yeah. So like whoa. Felix basically tears into him. This all started because Dimitri's like, hey, Felix, what's up? And Felix is like, <laughs> fuck you. Just like yeah. goes to town on him. Um, and uh, Dimitri like listens to all of this and he's just like, I deny nothing. That's it? Yeah. And, uh, and whoa. Felix is like, I, you know, I used to know you and you used to be a good person. But the Dimitri I knew died during that slaughter in Dusker along with my brother. And that's basically how Holy it ended. Shit. <laughs> At the end, it's like doodly do their their supports level yeah. went up. And it's like they just had a like Felix just ended this man's whole career. Yeah. I mean, it was delicious to watch, but it, sure. it was 
really intense. That's wild. Holy mm. shit. Yeah. So that's like, Whoa. Uh, it, it, it adds, God, I have so many questions about Dimitri now. This um, is so much information for me to take in right now. Oh, I, I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, while we're talking about support scenes between our uh, house leads, mm-hmm. uh, I had a Byleth Edelgard uh, their C support. Oh, okay. And basically it starts out, the screen's all black and it's, it's Edelgard like yelling for her father or something. And it turns out she has nightmares and she's oh. had nightmares for years. She has them all the time. She hates them. She doesn't like to think about them. Uh, and basically after some like light prodding, she's like, they happen because of my past. And she talks about how she is the youngest of 10 siblings. Holy shit. And I don't know if you know, she is also the heir to the throne. Mm hmm. And she says, how do you think the youngest of <gasps> 10 becomes the heir to the throne? They oh. all died. They either got sick or or uh, not. They didn't get killed. It was just like like some just disease like or something. Yeah, it's just like circumstances. Mm-hmm. They died. So she Jesus. is the she is the the last remaining member of her her house. So she's the heir to the throne at at 18. Wow. Really, really fucking wild. That's so uh, sad. Wow. Yeah. It's Yeah. Do you have any other supports in this? I mean, I have a, well, actually at the end of this chapter, I finished this chapter and then I did, I did all of this, all of the supports because I had not been watching them, which it was, a, which was a mistake, but also not a mistake. Cause it's fun to just like watch them all. It took it me is, like yeah. just about an hour to watch, uh, everybody basic, basically everybody's support with, with, uh, every other person. Mm-hmm. So that's what, I don't know, 11. And then there's some math that yeah. you do. So, you know, like 50 something probably. Yeah. I have, uh, yeah. oh, there was one between Caspar and Petra. Ooh. So Petra is from Brigid, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a land that is not in Fodlin. And in a different, in a different uh, support that I don't remember who it was with, might've been with Ferdinand, maybe um, you are told that uh, Petra started out. I th- actually, it might be Hubert. I think it might've been Hubert, but Hubert basically says like, you started, like when you came to Fodlin, you were a hostage. Like <gasps> we were at war and you were the only way we could guarantee that Fodlin would like, or, or that Bridget would stick with Fodlin. Like you were, Yikes. you were leverage basically. And she's like, yeah, I know, but now I kind of like it here. And like, I'm learning the language and it's nice and whatever in school. And so it's like, you know, that's uh, one whole thing, um, which was just like, whoa, that's nuts. But yeah. she seemed pretty, she seemed pretty chill about that. It's fine. But then uh, with Caspar, Caspar uh, like approaches her or he, he approaches to go training and, Petra is there and he's like, oh, hey, she's like, oh, do you want to train together? Like maybe we, we could train together. You know, you'd like training. You, you've been working on some new uh, training methods. And he's like very excited that she noticed. And then he gets like really weird. And I thought it was going to be like, a, oh, I have a crush on you thing. And then he's like, OK, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. She's like, what? I heard like a question in your voice. Uh, he's like, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. And she's like, OK. And he's like, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out in that war with Bridget Fodlin and whoever else, whatever else it was, uh, Caspar's dad killed Petra's dad. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. And it was rough. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I found out a couple of years ago. I wasn't sure if you knew. I'm really hesitant to bring it up. Like, I'm really sorry. And she's like, okay. And she just fucking leaves. She walks out and, and that's the end of the scene. And then you wow. get the do they went up to see. Like, oh my god! It's it's so strange the moments where it's like 
this fucking brutal scene happens and now these yeah. characters have bonded some more. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah. I, mm, maybe the opposite, actually. It um, was it was wow. wild. Um, and I guess on the lighter end, one that I was expecting to be really heavy, but was actually really funny. Edelgard and Ferdinand. Oh, like we said in the last episode, Edelgard is the heir to the Empire's throne. Ferdinand is, uh, I guess, heir to I don't really know how that works, but I guess he's heir to the prime ministership um, within the Adrestine Empire. <laughs> and he says, hey, I, I have a story for you, you know, Years ago, Derek Von Iger and the Emperor at the time dueled to like, you know, see what would happen and to, to see who should who should have the seat. And then Edelgard cuts him off and is like, shut up. He's like, oh, perhaps we should duel. We should have our <laughs> duel of our own. And she literally oh like God. puts on like a dumb voice and like says that she's like, shut up. I don't want to have this conversation. I don't know why you're always trying to prove to everybody that you're better than me. I, I, I really I'm not going to duel you, whatever. And he's like, well, a duel has to go both ways. So I guess I have to stop that. Maybe I can find another way to show everyone my supremacy. And then he He's like, he's basically says, like, I'll make a printout of like all the stuff you're good at next to all the stuff I'm good at. And then I'll post that around so everybody can see that I'm better than you at stuff. It's like she's like, shut the fuck up. I'm leaving. Like, why are you doing this? It's oh, so my God. funny. It is Ferdinand. so funny. Let it go. Every single one of Ferdinand's supports is like, hey, you know, I'm a noble. You're a noble. You should behave more like a noble. And everybody's like, hey, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so, so funny. But um, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, uh, we can we can uh, challenging war child to deal yeah. with. And, and I guess why while we are talking about supports, every single support with Bernadetta is. Tell me. Tell me gold. all about them. Every single one starts with her alone doing something, uh, except, except for one of them. She is following Edelgard, um, <laughs> like really close and not saying anything. And Edelgard's like, what? And then she basically says like, oh, you're so confident all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just trying to like be, be more like you. But she says it like Bernie. Uh, and she's just like screaming and like, I'm sorry, please don't kill me. Uh, and that is pretty much where every single one of her supports goes. Like someone will say something innocuous, like, oh, like maybe we should go train or something. She's like, oh, my God, he's challenged me to a duel. He's going to kill me. I give up. I'm sorry. Uh, it's so they're so good. They're, I mean, they, they, they got a little uh, grinding after I had to watch 11 of them back to back. But but they're all very funny. Uh, so basically, Bernie in any support is me every time I talk to Sothis. <laughs> feel attacked <laughs> yeah exactly exactly in in her support with caspar he like literally picks her up and brings her outside he's like he's like hey why don't you go make friends it's like really easy and she's like maybe it's not so, and she actually gets mad she's like maybe it's not so easy for me do you ever think about that like i don't have any as easy a time like talking to people as you do and caspar's like that doesn't make any sense let's go and he like picks her up and brings oh her outside God. and it's like look it's the sunset isn't it pretty and she's like oh I, I, she has some sort of uh crisis at that moment where she's like oh i'm dying mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. And then at the very end of that scene, she's like, wow, this sunset's really, really pretty. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's very good. Very good supports. I love all of my children. Um, yeah. But, but that Caspar and Petra one really fucked me up. Uh, really, really <laughs> wild. Yeah. Let me see. I think I ha I'll try. I'll try to <laughs> motor through. I, I just had a couple more. Yeah. 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 The Dimitri and Dudu support. It's basically Dimitri being like, hey, can I go anywhere without you like riding my dick, like <laughs> trying to ask if I need something or like, can you stop calling me your highness? Like, can you just call me Dimitri? Like, you are my friend. Yeah. And this because like to do is so like 
your highness, I'm here to protect you. And Dimitri's like, can we just like chill out? Like, can we just <laughs> hang like bros? So that was like a cute. Oh, so a little fun fact. Dimitri taught to do how to read and write. Oh, um, so yeah, what? Been, yeah, oh, very, man. very sweet. Um, uh, I had a Dudu and Sylvain support, which basically, you know, starts with Dudu being like, don't be my friend because I'm from Dusk or, um, and Sylvain being like, I don't care. Like, I, I want to be your friend. I want you to teach me how to cook because women will like that. Um, <laughs> Fuck. And so they they end up having a, a nice little like, oh, hey, like we can be friends. So, yeah, that was a, a nice moment <sighs> when you explore the monastery this month. Everybody's looking for these different spots in the monastery that might um, be I don't know, susceptible to attack. Um, yeah. oh, we also meet Shamir. We meet Shamir. Yeah. It was uh, Cyril, who is like this little kid who's been running around, who I talk to every time and every time he's like, hey, I'm busy. Shut up. Yeah. Um, but uh, he is Shamir's apprentice, apparently. Uh, and Shamir is like, I don't know, a member of the, the Archbishop's guard, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He's Shamir's apprentice, but he also works for Raya. It was like a little. Yeah, I guess if. Yeah, I guess if Shamir is is like Raya's guard, then it and he's her apprentice, it would make sense that he would also yeah. like, yeah. Um, did you talk to the knight or did you clock this? Like there's a, there's, you talk to a bunch of knights in this one because you basically talk to them so that you can get like I think info you know exactly about, where you're going about with stuff. This. There is one knight who's like, you know, that kid Cyril, like he's a, he's a little guy and he's like been here for a bit, but like, you know, he's pretty close to the archbishop. Maybe he's not up to any good. And he's just like, it's not a good look for this, this knight because he's like, he's like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, that's rough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I do remember that one, which was interesting. I think also the one that I thought you were going to say, which was also, I don't know if you clocked this. There's a point where you you talk to one of the knights and he says, um, so there's actually, you know, different like levels of knights in, yeah. in the monastery. You know, there's knights who were obviously like, full on knights, but we also have, you know, knights in training who are called squires. Right. And then you turn around and there's a child standing elsewhere in the same room. And if you talk to that child, the the only name that comes up for this child is squire. Oh, so their knights in training are children. Children. Jesus. Fuck. I yeah. I cool way to make a holy army, guys. Like, mm -hmm. fuck. It's yeah, I, that was a really interesting way of communicating. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe this is like a different kind of square. I don't know. But like they're they're like in the same room. So I think yeah. like what you're and like this is not it's not like, oh, a war child. It's like it's a literal like under 10 child mm-hmm. who's like the right of rebirth of the goddess is when the goddess comes down and, yeah. and hangs out with the people like it's it is. Yeah. A, child and it is it's really jarring i think at the end of that um, at the end of that dialogue with the kid he's just like see i'm studying which is like yeah 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 no yeah. hey maybe not indoctrinating children a, like go yeah like let this child go be a child right yeah it's rough psycho there is also a night that tells you about the war of the eagle and the lion mm-hmm. um which we have heard in context of the battle of the eagle and the lion which is like mm-hmm. a yearly a yearly tradition um right. But this this night basically says it's it's pretty much how uh, the Holy Kingdom of Fergus came to be. Right. Um, there was a there was a revolt uh, against the emperor at the time, and they pledged their loyalty to the church, and the church helped them beat the empire and, and make the kingdom mm-hmm. as long as they they pled uh, fealty, I guess, uh, to the church. Uh, so that's pretty pretty cool stuff the church is doing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Feeding insurrection. Yeah. 
very interesting. I'm really curious when we get to that, because that's going to be a mission at one point, right? Like the battle of the, it's got to be. Definitely, so I'm very curious yeah. how, how we, <laughs> how that mm-hmm, episode How it's going to appear. Yeah. yeah. From um, um, like both of us and yeah. um, different sides. And it was at this point I had all of my lads to level 10. So they were able to get their intermediate seal, uh, their second class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I did all here. that for a bit. I made, so I thought I was making Dorothea like a battle mage or something when I like chose, I think I chose Myrmidon for her. Myr- Myrmidon? I never know how to say that mm-hmm. word. It's the one Myrmidon? with the sword. Myrmidon? Yeah. Sure. It just sounds dumb. It sounds dumb. Yeah. It's so, weird. Uh, so like, you know, I'd been training her with a sword, but she also had um, some black magic as well. But when I didn't realize until we got to the, the battle that since I chose that subclass for her, she can't cast spells anymore. So I think Ooh. I'm going to have to I think I'm going to have to make her a monk because, yeah, Hubert has spells, but all of his spells are like the the, the reason school of magic is right. is like dark magic and another type of magic that is still offensive, but it's not like, quote unquote, dark magic. It's like thunder. Mm. And then she has this one that's like just a laser. I don't know. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good magic. And I would rather have her be good at that magic than have a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to switch yeah, Everybody's that, got a sword these days. Everybody's you know? got a sword, uh, except uh, Petra, who has spiky fists. And she oh, is so good with the spiky fists. I, I, I asked Petra to give me mission assistance this month. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I didn't do it. I, I, I'm like hesitant because I feel like it's going to did it, did it change anything? Did you have to like swap anybody out? No, did, she just like joins. Oh, um, shit. I should do that. It, it basically functions exactly the same, except, you know, she she kind of like comes with all of her stuff preset. I can't remember trying to remember if I was able to buy things for her. Um, Mm. If I was, I I didn't because she kind of had her own shit, you know, Um, but she um, the only the only thing is that they can't they don't gain any like experience. That's really the only difference um, between them and one of your other units. Do you still get like the the support hearts for attacking Mm -hmm. near them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, maybe so I, I ended up having Felix a support with Petra that was the same as the support you mentioned last week with Petra. Oh, okay. She talks about like the markings on her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Offers to show you her back. Um, <laughs> That's a good support until that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was there was just some interesting dialogue in the monastery in these these moments that I I wrote down. Um, okay. Dedu says that uh, he offered to assist the monks and they declined because no one from Dusker is to be trusted, especially now. Um, yeah, I also so got like, the especially now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like a lot of this isn't just in Dedu's head, yeah. uh, to be fair to him. Um, Claude is like, damn, there's a plot to assassinate Rhea. Could that possibly mean that she isn't beloved the world over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was really no good. shit, Claude, which makes me so curious about the Golden Deer route. Oh, I thought that was, I, I read that as like he was being sarcastic. Sarcasm? Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it I don't is. know. I'm, maybe not, though, because because I, I mean, mean, if from, anybody's going to be sarcastic, it's Claude, right? Yeah. But I thought like the Blue Lions were like so much more all in with the church. So maybe Claude no. is more all in than we think. I don't. Uh, there are some Mercedes is religious. Right. I'm trying to remember if somebody else is. I think Ash is. Oh, Ash. You're right. Ash is religious. But aside from them, like nobody is really like gung ho about the church. They're more gung ho about the kingdom. And so I think that that comes with like a sort of feeling of like not I don't know if I would call it loyalty, but like obligation (laughs) to the church. Um, It's yeah, it's like more it's more about duty than like actual 
belief for the blue lions mm. um it except except for certainly there's I, i'm trying to remember i think it's like at the end of this chapter maybe but mm. there's like a a line from mercedes where it's like oh damn i didn't think that you felt that that strongly about this mercedes we'll we'll oh, get to it okay okay yeah um there's also <laughs> Lysithia just goes, this whole commotion is a huge inconvenience. <laughs> Which is the absolute funniest uh, response. Really, really, really good. Um, uh, Hubert says like, oh, you're awfully calm, aren't you? I wonder what it takes to rile you up. Which, Hubert, please stop flirting with me because yeah, I will fall in love with you. Damn. There's also, so I think the lore that we haven't gotten into is like the Daddy Gerald lore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is 20 years ago. This I is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. going through my screenshots. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. 20 years ago, there was a fire at the, because he was a knight of Saros. Yeah. And 20 years ago, there was a fire at the monastery. Gerald went missing and was presumed dead. And that's why at the beginning of the game, Alois is like, Gerald, what the fuck are you doing yeah. here? I just can't wait to, to find out what that's all about. Yeah. I really, I have really enjoyed Gerald <laughs> the more I've gotten to know him, him, my dad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, they did say that that same priest did say like he came back and he wasn't any different than he was when he left. So part of me was like, maybe something weird happened with time. And he did train. <gasps> he did train Leone in that oh time where God, he wasn't aging would... <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's probably that not actually it, is. But... No, but that is really interesting because there's that line about how Gerald doesn't know how old he is. Shit. I think you might be right. I think you might be right that there's something <sighs> funky going on there. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, this this threw me for a loop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shit. Strange. Maybe that is something. Oh, damn. I'll have to. OK. All right. Well, next we'll time see. I talk to Gerald. We'll yeah, we got to We got to keep an eye out for for any time talk. Mm -hmm. Gerald. Uh, um, but outside of that, also, oh, you know what? Sorry, I should have brought this up when we were talking about mm -hmm. lost items. I found basically a joke book. It was like from someone who likes to tell oh, jokes. Yeah. It's fucking Aloise. Loves to tell I, jokes. <laughs> I did not clock that. I oh had my to God, I clocked it up. immediately. I was like, this was is going like, to be this fucking goofy night. And if it's not, I'm going to I'm going to revolt. But it was. Yeah. I was like, OK, I I did not. Oh, man. Didn't zero in on that at all. Yeah. It's just like a book of written down jokes. Like, Jesus Christ. One thing I wanted to ask is, have you done the like question box at the in the church? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is one of my favorite things to do at the it's monastery. So fun. Basically, a student like or faculty. anonymously or. Fa oh, I had uh, I had what's her name? Uh, I had Shamir and one for Lady Rhea. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. I just they're great. Basically, for those who don't know, but if you don't, why are you even listening to this podcast? <laughs> but um. We told you at the beginning. Um, it's like a like a anonymous question box. Somebody has a problem and they they're like seeking you know help with their issue, and basically you have to. They show you like the silhouette of the person asking the question, so that's your hint to like try and figure out who this person is and what answer they would like the yeah. most, and then you get support points from it. And I had a great one in this chapter where someone who was clearly Bernie said, I want more time to my hobbies, but there's not enough time at night when nobody's around to like, because basically she doesn't want to be seen doing anything by anyone. Right. So she does all of her hobbies at night, but she's like, I'm I, like, I don't have enough time because I also have to sleep. And <laughs> the answer that she likes is, I'm sorry, that sounds like an impossible situation. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe they, maybe there's multiple answers because I think they give you three options. Maybe yeah. you know there's another one that she would have liked. No, more. I love that. That's but that's so the funny. one I picked, and she and it was like Bernie likes this answer. <laughs> wow, like, great. That's so oh. funny. Um, and actually, sorry. Now I'm. Uh, this will be the last support I talk about. I promise. No, please. I um, I have more support for. I know. I, we yeah. Uh, maybe we should just do like a support special at some point where we just talk about maybe our favorite should, support yeah. scenes. Anyway, uh, Hubert's support scene with Bernie, Hubert, an imposing figure normally, and Bernie notoriously afraid of every single person she talks to. Uh, as soon as Hubert comes up, she's like, oh no, my life is like, I'm dead. Like, I'm going to die. And, he's, <laughs> and, and Hubert's like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Uh, and then he talks about like, he says it in this really cryptic way that I thought he was like telling her a ghost story. And he's like, there's talk of this this figure of a woman who's walking the halls at night uh, with a with a needle, uh, and it's just like you know there's there's <laughs> soft laughter from her and whatever, and she freaks out and she runs away, and then the scene tra- changes. You're in a different room, and Hubert's like, "You can run pretty fast, but your endurance is shit." Sorry. <laughs> and then, I and, love Hubert so yeah, much. Uh, and and then she's like. She's like, I'm sorry. I was just, I, I was in, I was doing embroidery and I like, you know, I was doing, I do my hobbies at night and he's like, oh he's like, well, I need to talk to you about it. And then she like freaks out and she literally, <laughs> she passes out standing up. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know if this is impossible to explain if you a haven't played the game or B aren't in the worst garbage discord. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a reaction that we have that is, it is just Bernie's face in that moment where she looks, she's like looking up and her mouth is open and it looks like she's surprised or whatever, but in context, she has passed out standing up. Her face is like green or something. Yeah. <laughs> like she yeah. looks unwell. She's, yeah. She's horrified. And, and Hubert's like, you just gotta be careful with the needle. Like you don't want to stab anybody. And then, and then she doesn't respond. He's like, Oh, I think she's, I think she passed out. Okay. And then she, and he's like, <laughs> the scene ends with him being like, I should like get her back to her room. And it like fades to black as he like tries to pick <laughs> her up or whatever. Uh, it, really good. So many good support scenes. The, the, the writing in this game I is have... very good. It's very fun. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. So this is the part where I did a bunch of auxiliary battles to level up right. my little stragglers. And, um, after that, I just had a ton of supports. So I'll try to go through them quickly. I had a Dimitri Byla support. Um, or I found out Dimitri teaches swordsmanship to the orphans at a monastery Aww. at the monastery. Uh, well, and he's like, kind of oh, all kind of weird, right? <laughs> he's like, I feel like it's my responsibility to help them as the prince. And I was like, are you really helping them by teaching them swords? We also find out that he is very close with Felix's dad. D- delightful. Yeah. More wrinkles to this yeah. uh, complicated uh, fabric, the tapestry of their lives. <laughs> And yeah, he really looks up to him. He's like a second father to him. Um, I got the Dudu and Felix support where Felix is like, haha, you're a lap dog. Oh, and interestingly, he's like, oh, you you obey him blindly. What if he commanded you to join him in a senseless massacre against children or the elderly <laughs> oh or, or your comrades? And Dudu says, I would do it. What you're not understanding is I am Dimitri's, his highness's sword and shield and weapons do not have a will of their own. God. Yeah. Um, Fuck. In lighter news, we have to do an Ash. <laughs> Ash is another one who's like, can you just let me be your friend, please? <laughs> um, they both like to cook, so they have that in common. Yeah. Let's see. We have a um, Mercedes and Sylvain where he's like, he's flirting with her, obviously. Sure. And she's like, I know how you are. Like, she says it in a very nice Mercedes way, but she's like, I know how you are, Sylvain. Like, come on. And he's like, no, no, it's different with you. Which like, ladies, we've all heard that one. Run for the, <laughs> run for the hills. Um, 
So, uh, and she reveals that she grew up in the Empire. She was raised in House Martell's, but born in House Martrese. So her Martrese fell before she was born. I don't know what that means. Um, But her father passed away while her mom was pregnant. She married the head of House Bartels in, you know, instead bore him a half sibling of Mercedes who had a crest. And at that Mm. point, they were like, all right, we have no need for you anymore. So basically, like kick them out. They went to live in a church. And that's where she met Annette, I believe. Um, So yeah, like basically these nobles like used... Mercedes mom to get a, a an heir with a crest Fuck. and then we're like okay bye um, very fucked up yeah explains why she's and, so religious too mm-hmm. I got an Ingrid and Annette scene uh, which is basically Annette trying to convince Ingrid to uh, try on some makeup hmm. Ingrid's I, last time I said she's the mom friend I want to revise that a little bit she is the cool girl oh full on like oh i'm just training to be a knight i don't have time for such frivolities it's like calm down <laughs> She's oh the my pick god me, the pick me girl yeah exactly total pick me <laughs> and that's like you can be a knight who also like looks hot like you can do that um and basically tricks her into um letting her god. do her makeup which Ingrid is great over here saying i'm not like other girls yeah a hundred percent yeah, we we get the Ingrid and Dudu scene that I mentioned earlier. There's a Dimitri and Annette scene, basically where they talk about her father. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing too interesting. Um, it, it, aside from the fact that like Dimitri also knew her father very well. Um, his name is Gustav. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, he was like a good man. He was very into his work. But like, um, you know, he was he was a great guy. And she's like, um, yeah, you know, he was he was a man of few words, but he would sometimes talk to me about you. So it almost feels like you're a big brother to me. Um, and he, which is a weird thing to say, but he takes it in stride. He's like, oh, yeah, my days would have been more fun with a little sister like you. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, I was like, if the game lets these two romance each other, I will flip a table <laughs> after they just said like, oh, we're like siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the Ash and Ingrid scene where their love of books brings them together. Lovely. Uh, at this point, though, I don't know if I want them to be together because I think Ash is great. Um, I, I didn't Ash, mention you're a great earlier, guy. You're a great guy, but he is. He deserves better than this like weird pick me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had a great the like ash and byleth support scene is basically like you're you're like in the marketplace and someone steals something and ash is like i'll go get him <laughs> like he he's just like so he's very um he is very chivalrous and very like duty bound but in a low key not like i am a noble and that's <laughs> why i do these he's just yeah. like a nice guy you know yeah. um yeah. so i i just i think he's great um he he's also very good with a bow love a guy good with a bow yeah, had a Felix and Sylvain, basically Felix being like, fuck off. I don't want to pick up girls with you. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Um, just <laughs> absolutely uh, reads him the same way he did with Dimitri. Had a Sylvain and Ash um, where 
Sylvain is like, oh, you know, you you have to like if you want to be a, a chivalrous knight, you have to go out and help people like I do. And then you get this like you're just seeing Ash as he listens to Sylvain um, try and like he like helps a woman with her bags oh and is like flirting with her. And Ash is like, I need to go put a stop to this um, <laughs> once again love ash yeah a to do and mercy scene where we find out uh dusker has a polytheistic religion and um mm. they talk about that a little bit and she wants to hear more and he's like why do you care about this dusker is a ruin and she says dusker may be gone but you're still here and then she oh. has to leave because i think like dimitri was looking for her which is why Dudu came to find her in the first place um and like after she leaves just to do by himself and he says out loud, Dusker is gone, but I'm still here, which is just Aww. a really beautiful moment. Wow. So I'm, that's a minor ship for me now as well. Wow. Um, Let me tear up. Yeah. I swear I'm almost done with these. Um, I have a couple more Ash, now. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, this is the, the heart of the game for me. Sure. Is Nash and Dimitri scene where Ash is like working on repairing some items for battle. Um, and Dimitri's like, I, you know, I would do this, but you're like so much better at this task than I am. But do you want me to go like run and grab you something to eat? Like, I know you like sweets. And Ash is like, you can't. Oh, my God, you're the prince. You can't fucking go grab me sweets. What are you talking about? And Dimitri's like, chill, bro. Like, I'll just like go. It's fine. <laughs> um, grab my bro some sweets, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Like, ultimately, I feel so bad for Dimitri. He really just wants to bro out. Yeah. And everyone is either uh, like too afraid of him because he's the prince or hates his fucking guts like Felix for some reason. Sure. Uh, there's an Ash and Mercedes scene where he's teaching her how to cook. An Ash and Annette scene, and they're studying together, whatever. A Mercy and Annette scene where it's just they're they're shopping together and um they're like, we'll stay friends forever, right? And it's just my yeah. heart. I yes, girls, you will, if I have anything to say about it. Um <laughs> Ingrid and Sylvain. This, oh my god, this one is so weird. Ingrid we, and Sylvain. In, Ingrid and Sylvain, where Ingrid's like, you need to stop with this bullshit because it's embarrassing. And I always have to clean up your mess. And we find out, among other things, when he was eight, he came on to Ingrid's grandmother, to which Ingrid, to which Sylvain responds, she was gorged. That was a long time ago. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, horrible. Uh, at 10, he at the Harvest Festival, he made eyes at a scarecrow. Uh, like we, we just like go through all of these like ridiculous things that yeah. Sylvain has done. It's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, woof. Um, it's also but it's also like Ingrid, like just stop mothering everyone. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. Like, just let him clean up his own messes. Let you don't have to do this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Total pick me behavior. <laughs> Um, and finally, an Annette and Felix, which is, I think, maybe the first time I've seen Felix be nice to someone. Mm. Um, Annette is in the greenhouse singing to herself about how excited she is for dinner. And this is a thing well, that Annette does sometimes, which is like sing to herself about food. Um, <laughs> woman after my own heart. And he's like, oh, hey, I heard you singing. And she's like, she's so embarrassed to Aww. the point that she like gets mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he's like genuinely just being like, it's fine. Like, it's kind of cute. Like, 
you don't have to be embarrassed um uh which i thought was very adorable yeah. um and that is finally the last of yeah. those. Uh, for me to finally get through the last of mine, I there's some interesting parallels uh, between a couple of yours. Uh, so Dimitri and Dadu, Dadu says, you know, he is the sword and shield that he doesn't have to think, blah, blah, blah. Hubert and Edelgard have a conversation. Oh. And I had mentioned earlier that Edelgard had brought up light, softly pitched uh, the idea of revolution. Um, mm-hmm. And just floating it. It's less of a soft pitch here because she trusts Hubert. He is her vassal. You know, he, she's like, you know, when I become empress, like I am going to be walking a path of blood. Like the oh blood will be, like will be ankle deep, whatever. Like I and I don't know if. I can do that. And I don't know if I can make you follow me through that. And Hubert's like, hey, I am your sword. Like, let me make that, you know, let me pave this red path for you. And so you don't have to, like, get your hands dirty pretty much. And it's like really, really dark. But then their support goes up to sea. But that's so intense. Yeah. So so that was I thought that was an interesting parallel between the the house leader and their vassal. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, the Ash and Sylvain scene where the. Ash decides he has to like do something to stop Sylvain. Caspar <laughs> and Ferdinand. Caspar, we don't. It's, it's off screen. He basically breaks up a fight and like scolds these two kids and like tells them to go their own ways, whatever. And then Ferdinand comes up. It's like, hey, that was like a great job. Like, you know, you're you're really doing the nobility proud. Like, because you're a noble, you have to like make sure you're looking out for the people who are like under you. Like, that is like your job to do that. And Caspar's like, what are you talking about? I'm just. I was just doing what I thought was right. And Ferdinand's oh, wow. like, well, no, you can't you can't function off of emotional impulse. You have to think about your duty uh, and you have to start doing stuff for that. And Caspar's like, why would I do that? No, <laughs> that's so that's so interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Um, every single one of Ferdinand's uh, supports are like, hey, here's how you should be noble. Like, here's how nobility should do stuff. And here's how should uh, Dorothea calls him out on it uh, and basically says, like, because uh, Dorothea is a commoner. She she used to sing opera, whatever, um, but she basically fully <laughs> Ferdinand comes up and like says like, ah, oh, Dorothea, you're looking beautiful as ever or whatever. And he and, and she's like, oh, you're you know quite adept at flattery, like as, as you always are. And he's like, what is that supposed to mean? Like you kind of say it like you don't like me very much. And she says, oh, no, I hate you. Like fully says the words, <laughs> I hate you. Um, Does she say it in like because her, her no, normal she says, manner of she, she, is nice. She laughs and says, I hate you. Holy shit. Uh, just like fully lays it out. And he's like, whoa, why? Like, why do you hate me so much? And she's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. She says something like the brains of us commoners are so small, pretty much. Uh, <gasps> and then like asks him to to like, he's like, I think you could probably figure out why I hate you. And he's like, could it be because I'm a noble? No, surely it's not that. It must be something <laughs> else. And then she's like, you know what? You're kind of like a bee. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm going to leave. And she walks away. And then you get Ferdinand on his own saying, I'm like a bee, perhaps because I'm such a diligent worker. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's the end of the scene. Really good stuff. Uh, it's, wow. It's, yeah. And oh, so, my heart has grown three sizes for Dorothea. In this Dorothea moment. is amazing. I she she is great. She sings. She fully sings to Edelgard because they talk about like Edelgard's like, what do you think like an opera about my rule will be? And this is she's still talking about more like revolution stuff. She's like, because I'm going to mm-hmm. like shit's going to go bad and I'm going to have to do a lot of I'm going to have to do a lot. <laughs> I love how she's just running around this <laughs> monastery yeah. of the church being like, I'm going to take 
this place down. Well, one it's all day. the people she wants on her side, right? You know, she, she's trying to make sure they're mm, cool with it. Laying uh, the groundwork. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm gonna have to do a lot of bad stuff. So, like, what do you think an opera about my life is like gonna look like? Do you think oh it'll God. be like good? And basically. <laughs> Dorothea sings a whole ass verse, like fully sings in opera voice. Like why she calls her Edie. She Dorothea has uh, nicknames for everyone. It's they're so oh, sweet. He, she calls Edelgard Edie. Uh, and then she just sings this whole thing about like Edelgard's path is paved with blood and then like goes off and on blood, whatever. It's everyone is like prepared for Edelgard to like take over and kill everyone who stands against her. It's Jesus. wild. Um, but the way that she uh, I mean, Edelgard is a woman of the people normally like she's pretty identifiable with most people. But the way that she like really gets in with Dorothea because Dorothea hates nobility, which is what most of the Black Eagle House is, ironically. But basically, uh, Edelgard says like nobility has only been around for 1200 years. Like it's a new concept, all things considered. And Dorothea's wow. like, wow, you like you really like see things in like a really you get it. You see things in a big way. And she's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it wasn't always like this and it won't always be like this. Um, so it's. It's very, very interesting uh, character traits being being brought out here. I, I, it's really, really good. So that that is all I will talk about my support scenes yeah. for my lovely children. Uh, so all that being said, we have decided that we're going to save the battle for next episode because there is some more stuff that happens in the battle itself. And then immediately after the battle, there's some more story stuff. So we're going to we're going to put a pin in plot stuff there. And while we were we are deep in support territory, we are going to quickly uh, go through and revise, uh, revise our rankings. I think just right off the bat for me, I don't think really any of the people outside of my house are changing. Mm. I mean, based on what you've said from the stuff that you've learned in your supports, but that feels unfair to me to like. Oh, really? Because I, I, I was going to change them yeah? based on the things you said. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, then, then, then fine. Yeah, I'm going to bump Dimitri up to an A, I believe. Oh, I don't know, actually. I think I'm actually might bump. I think I'm going to bump Dimitri up to an A because of like the stuff he's been through, but then bump him back down to a B because of the apparent <laughs> the apparent slaughter he committed against his people. Yeah, the, the slaughter is the slaughter. It's, it's hard to chew. It's hard to chew on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. Uh, and I think basically the rest of your house is going to stay where they were last week. I don't Mm -hmm. really think I feel much differently about them. I don't feel any way different about any of the golden deer at all. I hardly learned anything about them. (laughs) I, I, if anything, Lorenz is going to go down from a C to a D (laughs) and then we'll, we'll get to the black Eagles. Let me, I'll I'll let you do your, your blue lions. Sure. Um, uh, blue lions. I'm going to keep everyone where they're at in Mm. spite of Dimitri's apparent ruthlessness. Sure. I am going to keep him at an S because I just, I really like how he offered Ash sweets. Um, and those two <laughs> things are sweets. equivalent. Those are on equivalent footing. Right. <laughs> I guess uh, Ash is getting bumped to S here. Love that boy. Um, just huge, just a huge fan of, of Ash. I'm keeping Sylvain at a D. There are, you know, his like, him being nice to Dudu was definitely a, a plus, but him being an emotional manipulator has really <laughs> dampened um, whatever. It, it, sure. It's definitely... It's I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Um, Annette goes from an A to an S because she sings about dinner. Nice. Um, and I dig that. Ingrid goes from a B to a C because of her pick-me behavior. Mm. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's my blue lions, my golden deer. I think are gonna stay 
the same. I yeah. think I might bump Raphael to an S. Um, I love Raphael. He was the only person I talked to uh, the day of the assassination was like, maybe they do want to kill Lady Rhea. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Every single else, every every other person was like, no, no fucking way. Raphael was like, yeah, definitely. Like, there's no way. Are you hungry? It's really good. <laughs> really good. I love him. He's great. Somebody needs to give that boy a Lunchable. He's hungry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, I do think Leon? I am going to bump Leone up. Um, she's. She, Are you? Yeah, I, I had some really good, really nice conversations with Leone. I think I, 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 I judged her pretty harshly immediately because she's like after my dad. But I think I've gotten past that. But you're looking like you're making a face that's basically the opposite. Yeah, I'm going to bump her down. <gasps> so this is unfair because I think it's based on stuff that happens after uh, what we've covered. Okay, okay, okay. So maybe I'll hold on to it. But Leone has actually gone down in my book. Okay. Um, All right. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Black Eagles, uh, I honestly, I think everybody's staying where they are. Everything's pretty... S for everybody except Ferdinand, who's a B. Lindhart and Kaspar are A's. Everybody else is an S for me. I think that still feels pretty solid. Uh, um, yeah. I'm going to, I don't know why I had Ferdinand as an A. That's confusing to me, but he's definitely going down. He's losing two levels. He's a C yeah, now. I'm thinking maybe he's a C for me too, actually. The his, things you've told me. Like that really is, is riding that come on, train. man. Yeah. It is your status is not that important. Nobody oh, you cares. know what? Oh my God. I don't even, I totally forgot to, to this fucking support. I think it was, uh, I'm so sorry. Any information to help us with the rankings is very important. <laughs> so in, in Ferdinand and Hubert's, uh, support this, it wasn't explicitly said, and maybe I'm giving Ferdinand too much credit. Um, but basically Hubert confronts Ferdinand and it's like, yo, you need to cool it with like the superiority stuff. Like you are under her. She's not your rival. You are under her. Like, um, get him Hubert. <laughs> yeah. Hubert always spitting truth bombs, but basically Ferdinand like says like, I am doing this so that she knows that she can come to me. Like if she needs somebody to come to who is like equal to her or is like trying to, you know, do, but like have better ideas than her or whatever. Like I'm doing this on purpose for, the benefit of the empire in the future, maybe. And it was like, it, to, to me, it, it felt like he knew that he was being annoying, but he was doing it in a way that, but now that I'm saying it out loud, it feels like he's like centering himself in the success of the empire. Like I, I gotta be honest. I don't get it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, why, yeah. Why is it good for him to be a dick to her? Yeah. Well, he's not being a dick. He's just trying to like, push her, you know, but it is kind of like being, oh. dick. you're absolutely right. But I think no, I, now that I'm saying it out loud, I actually think I've sir, talked that's myself. That's not your place. Yeah. I think I've talked myself out of it. I think he is. I think he's actually going to stay at a B. I'm, I, I, I've condescending. It is condescending. And it's, and it's, it centers himself in the narrative of any mm -hmm. success the empire has. He's like, ah, she did this because I she pushed needs her. me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bullshit. So fuck off. All right. Yep. Uh, Ferdinand <laughs> remains stagnant. Uh, <laughs> And then we move on to faculty, if you'd like. Or, or did you, sorry, did you have any oh, I Black have Eagle more. stuff? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bump Dorothea to an A on nice. the based on the power of her uh, telling Ferdinand off. Petra's going to an S. Uh, nice. Getting to know her has been a delight. Right. 
Bernadetta, I still I know that I'm going to love her as I get to know her better, yeah. but I still haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I did. I've made some progress. I gave her a teddy bear and she liked that. And then the next time I spoke to her at the monastery, she was like, you're getting really good at talking through the door. And I was like, OK, <laughs> progress. She likes but flowers. I, I, still, too. I have her at an A. I'm going to keep her at an A. Oh, good to know. Just so you know. Uh, yeah, that's otherwise the same. Um, if I could bump Hubert more, I would. I just love that I man did, so much. Yeah, literally. Hubert is is the goat. Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, now we're on to faculty. I I don't. Did we talk about faculty in the last about our rankings? I don't think we did. I don't uh, think we did. Just really quick, I guess. Gerald, my dad, uh, we both gave him an A. Mm-hmm. Manuela, I stay g- there for now. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to move. Manuela, I gave an S uh, for a sex positive queen. Uh, is how I feel. I, she is a sex positive queen. But as Kim yeah. pointed out in the last episode, she is teaching children, so maybe not the not the place to like <laughs> have your titties maybe all the way out. Are, you know, maybe they don't have our puritanical, <laughs> you know, approach to child yeah, rearing. That's, that's I, true. I I can't you know can't <laughs> knock that. You gave Mamelin A. Hanneman, I gave a B. You gave Hanneman a D for what reason? He bores me. He bores I don't want to talk. I don't want to ah. talk to him. Oh, really? I don't want to hear. One thing that we have not talked about at all, aside from, I think I mentioned it with respect to Mercy's support, crests, which yeah. I don't know. It's like an inherited magical. Yeah, it's inherited something. only by nobles. And it's really weird. <laughs> it's very strange and Ooh, do I not care? Ooh, I don't care. Mm. But they have such... Um, maybe it'll be interesting at some point, but it's not currently, and it's all Hanneman wants to talk but about. The, I'm like, The, mm. the uh, strategical benefits some some of the, mm. the crests give you in battle. Uh, I, sure. I don't re- remember what they are, but for some reason, when people stand near Ferdinand, they get four health back. It's just the thing that happens. Yeah. I, uh, I gave Hanneman sure. a B because I think it's so funny when he... <laughs> The second time you talk to him, he's like, hey, can I have some skin? Can I just have some skin? If not, like a, a piece of uh, just a little blood's fine, but I would really love <laughs> yeah, some skin. Yeah, he takes your blood. And then there's a later yeah. point. There's a later point. If you walk in and you look, you don't talk to Hanneman, you look at like the crest analyzer thing. It says there's some hair in it. It looks like yours. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you're giving this man a B I'm for giving that? Him a B. Yeah, I'm giving him a B purely for for the joy that that the storyline gives me as a as a, a, a character it like F, mm-hmm. but but yeah. for, for how happy it makes me to like do this weird crest stuff as a B. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So death, we both landed at a at a C. He's pretty C, I think. Yeah, I I I see a world where he grows on me, mm. but I'm not living in that world yet. Yeah, I, I part of me feels like I, I should bump him down just for how like all in for the church he is. But like, dude's just doing his job, you know, uh, mm. I, I haven't really gotten any full vibes on Satef, I don't think. So I'm, I'm keeping yeah. what I see. Someone who I have gotten full vibes for <laughs> and I do not like them is the Archbishop Lady Rhea. And in parentheses on our on our table here, I've said definitely not suspicious in any way. Uh, I've given her an not F. Not suspicious at all. Yeah. So I uh, I gave her a B at first because I was like when I, if this was back in like chapter one. Mm. I was like, I don't have any reason to distrust her right now, mm. other than the fact that my dad was like, do not trust this bitch. Yeah. Like in his, she's in his fucking burn book. <laughs> I will now, however, 
<laughs> rancorous in F because yeah. she sucks. She sucks. And in fact, I didn't even, holy shit, I didn't even create an F. I had to, I had to create that option yeah. right now <laughs> in the middle of the podcast <laughs> to give my lowest ranking yeah. to Rhea, yeah. who's like, listen, if, if a civilian is not a believer, we simply must murder them. I, I don't make the <laughs> yeah, rules. We simply must uh, purge, you know? It, it must happen. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, All right, Crusades. Yeah, it's it's rough. And I and I was curious if that was going to be just a me thing, because, I mean, like I said a couple of times, I thought the Blue Lions were going to be more all in for the church. And every time I talk to, like, Edelgard or anybody in my house, they're like, hey, this church is kind of fucked up. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. fucked up. But I'm glad to know that you're kind of on the same page with that. Yeah, they're not. I, I certainly am. The Blue Lions don't always seem to think about it that hard. <laughs> okay. Like they're they just haven't started uh, challenging that worldview got for themselves. It, got I got think. It, got it. But no, they're not like we love the church. Yeah. They're you know cool. Flane, <laughs> Flane's got a B for me. I love Flane. She's great. She's. I find her cloying. Mm, okay. She gets a D. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll move on then. I guess Jaritza S across the board yes. just the oh vibes of remain immaculate Ugh. uh he asks me, he, he asked me. He and Hubert, man. He and Hubert, pretty much. Uh, when you talk to him in the in the, the fighting pit, he's like, why won't you fight me? And I'm like, I will. I will if you ask me to. <laughs> I will fight you. Yeah. yeah. Like, OK, let's fight. Yeah. And then he's like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, uh, I think maybe it was Leone said that he looked familiar for some reason or something. I, I, I don't know if that is relevant to a later chapter or if that was Leone at all, actually. Oh, oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's Mercedes. Mercedes. I have a theory mm. about who Yuritsa is, but we can talk about that. Okay. Later. All right. Tomas, just the head priest. He's a nothing character for me. He's E because I don't care enough about him to give him an F. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a D for basically the same reason. He's like a grandpa. He's like, it's very much like, okay, grandpa. Yeah. Like every time you talk he to him. He talked to him, he's like, didn't uh, this cool thing the church did? I'm like, okay, see ya. <laughs> Thanks, Let's granddad. Get you to bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, Catherine, my least favorite character, I think she's got the cool sword, but even less than Rhea, I think less than Rhea because Rhea is like, Rhea is where the problem stems from. And Catherine is the one saying like, yes, you're right. Like, Mm -hmm. um, Catherine is the one who I feel like has more of a choice in like, she could stand against this, especially being able to to wield a hero's relic, you know, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's neither here nor there yet, I guess. Uh, so Catherine's got an F for me. Yeah. We don't, we don't stand crusaders. (laughs) No, I, that's fair. The problem is that I am a sucker for an intimidating woman with a sword. Oh yeah. Her vibes are great. So I gave her a C. Mm-hmm. I think I will bump that to a D for all the reasons that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does bring me to Shamir, who I had not rated. Yeah. I don't know why I gave her a D um, Because here. we, <laughs> I don't know why you yeah. gave her, I'm giving her a B. A B. Um, a, I, I, I don't think that I can trust her, but right. at the same time, she's an intimidating woman with the sword. And yeah. I, you know, the, it's my weakness. Yeah. And also, I don't remember how, but she did neg me at some point in chapter three because I just wrote down Shamir is negging me and I'm into it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So so on the strength of that, I am giving her a B. But here's the thing. I I, riddle be this. If if Shamir seems untrustworthy, is it in a she might betray Rhea kind of way? Interesting. I get then Mm -hmm. enemy of my enemy. 
so forth. I have not had enough interaction with Shamir to get that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I For me right now, she is still pretty all in with the church and with Rhea, but mm-hmm. I haven't, I think the only difference between her and Catherine right now is I haven't seen that in action. That's fair. Yeah. So I think that might've been why I gave Shamir a D, but I am going to give, I, I am going to say that's a C instead of a, instead of a D. Okay. Just cause I don't, I, I don't have enough information. I don't You have a read on her. Yeah. yeah. I really, I have nothing like you can train with her and she can train you with swords like cool, but. Oh yeah. Or, I do like that. Yeah. But outside of that, not much of an opinion mm. really. So mm-hmm. those are our, our, our revised rankings. Uh, for this episode, which we covered chapters two, three, and the monastery half of four, which I think is pretty solid. So yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, the next one, we're going to talk about the battle of chapter four, uh, the battle of the the rights of rebirth, uh, chapter five and chapter six, probably <laughs> subject to change. <laughs> We'll see. But but we're, we're thinking probably we two chapters will be enough. 700 for to, more supports. Yeah, yeah. To we're, we're thinking that just talk about. two chapters will give us enough to like talk about what's happening and also talk about all of our supports without uh, <laughs> beefing up to a two hour episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not the goal to have two hour. episodes. Yeah, we're not trying week. to be one of those podcasts. Um, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with those podcasts, but I, I, I will just say as someone who edits several of those podcasts, uh, the long <clears> ones. <throat> It's not. We don't need to give you any more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would appreciate not to have another uh, very, very long podcast to edit all the time. But I do it out of love, and I do it because it's a joy to me, and also because I, I get paid to do it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we will be back next week with another episode of this show. Kim, did you want to say anything before we sign off? Um. We should really think of a sign off. We for this really podcast, should think of a sign off for the podcast. You're right. Uh, maybe it's like I am. I, I, <laughs> I am just your sword and shield, and oh I have no god. thoughts. I'll see you next week. <laughs> we didn't do our War Children of the Month. Oh my god, we didn't do the War, war Child of the Month. Okay, really quick, really quick. Uh, so this is a thing we're going to do at the end of every episode. We're going to do a War Child of the Week. Uh, if you listen to our episode zero with Alana Oak, and uh, I believe it was her who coined them as war children. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we are doing a war child of the week. And I think my war child this week is going to be, oh man, uh, I'm trying not to say Hubert, but I think I'm going to say Hubert because I didn't, listen. we didn't do one last episode. And so I think I want to start off with mm-hmm. Hubert being the first war child of the week. If he's the war child of your heart this week, yeah. you gotta, yeah. you gotta follow your heart. Yeah. For me, it's definitely Ash. Wow. Ash started off as like a very bland character for me, has proven himself to be um, just a, a cool, chill dude wh- whom I, I love. He's had a rough go of it yeah. recently. Yeah. But, um, you know, through all of it, he's he's had a good attitude and I appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, I can't even I can't even uh, get a get a lick of the tragedy from him on my end. So he's doing a great job at masking his feelings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay positive, <laughs> Ash. Uh, and with that, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Good. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>